my best friends and engineer. I'm Libby. And I'm Lexi. And today's episode is going to be all of the advice that we wish we knew going into freshman year. So if you are a freshman in college and you're majoring in something STEM related, um, we personally majored in engineering, this is going to be all of the advice that we wish we had. So Lexi and I are just gonna go back and forth, um, giving you our best tips and tricks. But before we get into it, Lexi, how has your week been? Give us an update. Let's start off the episode with our tea of the week segment. Yes. Okay. So my week has been good. Very chill. I told you how I've been having my little chill weekends. So I've been like resetting. Um, so it has been so nice. And my sister, my sister started her season, um, her tennis season. So now I've been like back at the high school that I went to and I went through the tennis program too. So it's so weird being back. It's the same coach. So it's just like a very like stay at home mom vibes. I go to her little games with my coffee on Saturday mornings. <laughs> I'm like, oh, this is so cute. So, cute. but yeah so so wholesome so we've been wholesome other than that we've just been chilling nothing too crazy um we dealt with the audit issue i think i brought that up last week of like being scrutinized and like trying to fix that observation so we got that all handled so work-wise we're all good um i might be getting a project in new jersey which i'm excited about so might have some travel coming up but yeah other than that just very very chill so does that mean that you would be traveling to New Jersey, like to go to the site in New Jersey? Because I know you had a, um, a project in Wisconsin and you've been traveling to Wisconsin. So is that kind of the same thing that it would look like? Yes, I think so. I think obviously I'll have to stay there for more an, an extended time, but I love it because it's right next to the beach. <laughs> so, so I love it there. Oh the gosh. area is so cute. But this one, it's weird because, so for validation, you can either just draft the protocols and like talk about the strategy or you can execute as well. So I told you how in DC I was executing a lot of these protocols and now I don't really do that. I kind of just draft everything and make sure that the project is running smoothly and the operators do the execution. So for the New Jersey site, they want me to do the execution, which I've never done on like this specific type. So we'll see. I don't know if I'm so excited about that, but... We'll get back in my little marshmallow suits, so maybe I'll have some more content <laughs> in the clean rooms. Yeah, what do you like better, the execution portion or the drafting portion? 100% the drafting. I do not like <laughs> the hands-on. I like I now looking back at my DC job, I was so nostalgic. You know, I miss it and everything, but thinking about doing the same routine tests because these were like 20 bioreactors we were working with so it was the same thing over and over again every single day so it just got really really just repetitive at some point so that's the only reason I didn't really like it because I'm like okay this is literally the same thing I was doing for nine hours yesterday so great experience though learned a bunch especially with that type of equipment but I do not mind the drafting sitting at my desk so I got all my execution out my first job, <laughs> like no more. <laughs> <laughs> out of your system. Yeah, I'm like, oh, I got it, got it out. But how about you? How was your week? You've been busy, I feel like. I have decided that I need to take my wardrobe seriously because this is my issue. And Lexi, you know me going all throughout college. Mm-hmm. I love the staple pieces, okay? I love the crazy flare jeans. I love the insane graphic tee. I love the neon Sherpa jacket. But you know what? You can only wear those things with like one outfit. And typically it's not work appropriate or you wore it like the last week and you don't want everyone to see you in that outfit again. So I decided this fall, I'm like taking a capsule wardrobe, especially for work, so seriously. 
I haven't done it yet, but I've been in the process. I've been doing some shopping at Abercrombie and Abercrombie has really good stuff for work because it's all just like so basic. And I don't know about you, but I feel like growing up, I got this, like there was a stigma where it was like, oh my God, don't get the same shirt in two different colors. Or maybe that was just a thing my mom said. I don't know. Did your mom say that to you? Like don't oh, buy I the was... same thing twice? Well, I, I don't I don't know if she said anything, you know, said anything. I'm sure she did. She's probably like, stop, stop shopping. But I never <laughs> wanted to because I didn't want to have, like I wanted to have different things and I would think it's like a waste to have. Yeah. But now I'm like, okay, now I see the, you know, benefit of having that. And I have like this, like the shirt I'm wearing right now, I have it in four different colors from Amazon. <laughs> so yeah, so we've so changed, I, we've changed Abercr our ways. Abercrombie has like this little basics section. So I went through and I got like, a black, uh, light wash, a dark wash, and a black pair of jeans. Then I got like some basic long sleeves. I got some like basic, like little pullover jackets that I could layer with them. And then I got like a couple basic tops. And I told Brett that he's gonna appreciate that I'm doing this because every time we have somewhere to go, every time it takes me like an hour to get ready, I end up like freaking out and being like so frustrated and be like, oh, I have nothing to wear. And so I told him, I was like, Brett, this fall, I am going to take a picture of myself in three outfits that I like, and I'm gonna keep them in a binder in my closet. And then next time, anywhere, anytime we have to go somewhere, I'm just gonna open up my little binder and be like, yes, I can wear one of these three outfits. And then I'll just pick them out and then we'll be good to go. And it won't be like an hour waiting for Libby to get ready. So that's also on my bucket list goals for this fall. Okay, I actually have been thinking about doing something similar. And this, I just thought you just, totally made me feel so much better about this because I'm thinking, oh my God, I'm crazy, like too type A. But I want to take a picture of like my clothes items and have them somewhere, like a little scrapbook or something just so I know. Because I feel like I forget what I have. You know, you just like don't, like I don't want to look through every single piece and I'm like, okay, trying to think of an outfit. And I'm like, okay, if, it, if I just had like little pictures or like a catalog of like what I had yeah. and I put it together, I'm like, then I'm like, is that too crazy? And then I'm like, if it helps, I don't know. No, there's this girl that I follow on TikTok and she um, like had a goal at the beginning of the year to like shop less. So what she did, she's a spreadsheet girly. She's a fellow spreadsheet girly. And she took every item in her, in her closet and she put in a spreadsheet like the cost per item. And then she put down the number of times she's worn it. And then she <laughs> plot it on a scatter plot. So she That's can see amazing. like the most expensive <laughs> item based on cost and the amount of times she wear wears it. So like if she has something that's like $12, but she's only worn it once, it'll have a cost per wear of $12. But if she has something that's like $75, but she's worn it like 20 times, it'll have a lower cost per wear. So she will do, make videos on TikTok and she'll be like, if I have nothing to wear, I'll go into my spreadsheet and she looks for items that have a high cost per wear and she'll wear those so that she can bring her overall cost per wear in her closet down. That is so funny. I think she'd get along really well with us. <laughs> mm, I know. So I don't know if I'm gonna be that extreme, but like that is goals. Yes, definitely. All right, and with that, I think we can go ahead and get into our listeners' tea of the week. So if you guys want to submit your tea of the week, be sure to follow us on Instagram, at my best friends and engineer. Each week we put up a question box on our Instagram story so we can read off your highs, lows, and drama for the week. So Lexi, do you want to get started and share your tea of the week? Yes. Okay, so Savannah said she drove 14 plus hours for the Artemis launch to scrub. It's okay though, I got so much homework done. Okay, first of all, that is impressive. 14 hours. Anything over, anything over like 
eight hours. I'm like, wow. I can't. <laughs> yeah. Um, that is so sad. But apparently they are going to try Friday to launch it. So maybe just, just don't go home. Maybe stay there. <laughs> just kidding. So then by the time this episode comes out, it'll have potentially launched because that's Friday, September 2nd. Yes. And also I have been looking at Susie's reels about this whole launch. Like I've been keeping up, but it's, she explained it so well earlier. I was on like a little lunch walk and it was just so funny because I learned so much and I just got taken back to our little episode with her when she was explaining payloads and all her little NASA, NASA terminology. So make sure you go check her out. Yes. Okay. That is amazing. Um, Robin said, started my first week of college as a Mechie. Hell yeah, girl, fellow Mechie. Um, this episode's gonna be perfect for you then because we're gonna give you all of our advice that we wish we had when we were freshmen in college. Yes, this episode actually reminds me of freshman year in high school. My English teacher had us all write a letter to ourselves, our senior year selves. And it was just so funny looking back on because I was writing down everything. I'm like, okay, this is the boy I have a crush on. This is my best friend. This is my favorite color, you know, just everything. And just reading it, we got it sent to our houses after graduation. It was just so weird. I was like, I completely forgot about all of this. Wait, I kind of want to do that like now, but like for like my 28 or 30 year old self. Yeah. It'd be kind of funny. So I'm excited for this. I just, I totally wish I can turn back time, but you know what they say, hindsight's 2020. So. Yes. All right. Before we get into the episode, make sure you guys are following us on Instagram. If you like this episode, be sure to share it on your stories, share it on social media and give us a five-star rating and review on Spotify and Apple podcast. Yes. And make sure to go check out our Instagram. We have, we are hosting our first event on October 18th. So make sure to go check that out. It's a compensation negotiation workshop. Even if you're a freshman going into college, it's a good skill to have. So go check it out. Yes. And I think uh, next week's episode, so the episode that comes out after this is going to be the women who are um, going to be leading that compensation negotiation workshop. Um, one of them worked at Lululemon and I think Aritzia. And then the other one, um, she was an engineer. So we're going to have them on the podcast. That's going to be a really a fun episode. Yes. Super excited to talk to them. All right. So shall we get into our advice then? Libby, what would you tell freshman year Libby? Yes. Oh my God. So many things. First of all, I just want to say like, if you're listening to this and you're a freshman and you're feeling really naive, we all are naive when we're a freshman and don't even worry about it. Um, I think it's so funny, uh, like thinking back to some of the things that I did. I don't know. I just, I wish that I had something like this to listen to. So my first piece of advice is to introduce yourself to every single professor after class within the first two weeks. So, um, I did this in freshman year because I was a student athlete and I missed like a total of a month and a half to two months of school uh, in the in each semester for my sport. So I did it like our coaches had told us to do this because I was going to have to frequently go up to these professors and tell them I was missing class and like was going to need the homework or was going to need the notes, etc. But I continued this habit throughout like all of college. And I think this is just something that everybody should be doing. You're paying to go to college. You should go, you should make a relationship with the professors who are teaching you. Um, This can have a lot of great benefits too. Like if you are just a few percentage points uh, like on the edge to a better grade, if you have a good relationship or good rapport with your professor, 
sometimes, not every time, but sometimes that could help your grade. So um, also it's just kind of nice to like know who's teaching you. So Lexi, did you um, ever introduce yourself to professors or like try to prioritize that relationship? So I think I was better when I went on in my undergraduate career. So I think definitely freshman year, I did not focus on doing this. And one of my pieces of advice that I wanted to add and kind of play off of your first point was be respectful to every professor you have because they talk to each other. They're little gossipers. They love talking about everyone. Um, So I think, you know, be respectful as well as I think it makes you look really good if you do introduce yourself. I know sometimes it's uncomfortable, especially freshman year. It's not your main focus, but definitely something to keep in the back of your mind. Um, And going off of that, if they like you, it'll help with future opportunities. For example, maybe internships, research, recommendation letters, just it all loops in to Libby's main point. So definitely go do what, do what I did not do. (laughs) (laughs) and you know like right now as a freshman I'm sure that can feel kind of daunting the next four years can seem so far away but seriously like I'm sure it helped you when you were trying to get research opportunities like no professors in in the chemistry department definitely 100% and you know they would just you know even talk to each other even in the lab they would see you around they'd know you they'd you know it's a familiar face they would keep you in mind for future projects or future opportunities in general um so Definitely, definitely got better at it as I was going on. But if you could do that freshman year, that is puts you ahead of the game. Absolutely. All right. What's your next piece of advice for a freshman? I would suggest to invest in the highest storage laptop. So my, I actually got a question about this. Um, I don't know if it was on TikTok or Instagram, but they asked what computer I used for my engineering degree. So I used a little Dell. I don't, I don't know the exact, whatever type it was, but it was Dell, a PC. I got it from the Miami bookstore. Just, they had options. It was MacBook or this Dell or like a really huge like gaming computer, which that wasn't in my, (laughs) that wasn't in my needs at that time. So I went with the Dell because that's what I had at home and I just wasn't a big Mac person. Um, What I could, what I would go back and do So after graduation, I invested in a really nice bigger laptop, which is what I'm using right now, a personal laptop. I would go back and get the highest quality, the best quality, even if it was more expensive, because this is what you use for all four years. You know, the screen, it just helps, you know, with your eye strain wise. And it definitely helped having all of that documentation from previous classes on my laptop. So if I had like some notes that I knew from maybe Thermo 1, that would help for Thermo 2. It was so nice to have that on my computer. And I wasn't big on Google Google Drive, Google Calendar, Google Maps, or whatever, <laughs> whatever the Google stuff is. So I never, I never did that kind of cloud storage. I never was into that. I was like, you know, my local drive, I understand that. That's what I'm going to go with. So that's my suggestion about the laptop. Put a lot of thought, because we literally just walked into the bookstore. We're like, what do you have? I just picked the first thing. So just looking back and like comparing it to the laptop I have now, I'm like, wow, I really wish I had something that was this nice if I knew I was just going to exhaust it throughout four years of college. 
See, I think that's so interesting because I got a MacBook when I walked into the bookstore my freshman year, and, I, and nobody in my family actually previously had Apple products. So um, I don't know why I just was like, oh, sure, uh, MacBook. Um, but yeah, I got a MacBook, and what I had done was I had the bookstore help me divide my hard drive. So half of it was a PC and half of it was a MacBook. Um, and that way I could have all of my like, um, inventor and AutoCAD and like MATLAB on my PC side and then keep like the MacBook side purely for like doing all my assignments and stuff like that. Yeah. I wanted to ask you about that because I only knew about that. I think my junior year when we were studying once, I was like, what is, what are you doing with your little two screens? I was like, what's going on? Um, I didn't even know you could do that because the way I picked the Dell was one, okay, I was familiar with it. And two, because I asked them straight up, what is better for engineering software. So for me, it was more ChemCAD. I really didn't have any crazy software as a chemical engineer. It was, yeah, it was literally ChemCAD, ChemDraw. And they just said PCs are better acclimated for mm -hmm. engineering stuff. So that's kind of how I chose, but I, d I definitely wanted to ask about that, about your little Mac experience. Yeah, I mean, I, I, you know, I don't even remember like how I figured out that I was able to do that. I think the bookstore people said that that was possible because I said I was interested in a Mac. But honestly, like looking back, um, if I could do it all over again and someone who's listening, if you haven't gotten a computer yet and you're not sure if you should do PC or Mac, I personally for mechanical engineering don't think it matters as long as you are able to have access to a lab at the engineering building. So the reason I say this is because you're gonna spend the next four years, the engineering building is going to literally be your home and there were some nights that we pulled all-nighters and like, you know, if you can get access to a lab, especially if you have like your student ID as a key card to get in 24-7, I personally liked using like the big desktop computer to do all of my like drawing software um, type projects on. I would run CFD using those softwares or using those computers. Um, anytime I had to make up a 3D model, I would use those computers. Also just because they're, they're, um, like faster than I felt like my MacBook was or any personal computer could be. And at Miami, we had a um, student drive that you could share everything to that you could access on every single computer. So as long as you shared the files into that drive, you could access it at any of those computers. So yeah, I don't know, um, like it worked out for me. I still have a MacBook today. I ended up sticking with the MacBook. I'm on my second computer. My first computer lasted me till uh, the year after I graduated. Yeah, and going off of the computer labs, even if you do, this is kind of how the storage plays in because these softwares take up so much storage. So I would just delete them right after mm -hmm. the semester was done because I was like, I don't want them to waste my space and all that stuff. So if that is an issue, if you don't have storage, then just go to these computer labs and it's so helpful because you don't even have to bother with installing it, slowing down your computer. And yeah, you get a bigger desktop, desktop screen, like you said, so. All right, enough about laptops. What's your what's your next uh, next piece of advice? So I guess maybe kind of sticking with the laptop theme, but if you haven't before, make sure you're using Google Calendar. So I know that everyone plans out their days, their weeks, their months differently. There's definitely so many different types of strategies that you can utilize, um, but I personally used Google Calendar. And the way I did this was I would put in at the beginning of every semester, like in the first 
one or two weeks, I would go to the library, I would sit down, I would have my class schedule pulled up. At this point, I had gone to every class at least once, so I had the syllable with all of the, the syllable, I had the syllable, I had the syllabus. <laughs> you had the one syllable. <laughs> so I had the syllabus with all the professor's office hours information on there. So I would sit down, I would open Google Calendar, and I would, for each day, I would put in, I would pull up like the week view, and I would put in my classes, I would put in office hours, and this way, like, if I ever had to have, um, you know, a uh what is it called a group project if we ever ever to meet for a group project if i ever met with a study group if i ever was doing any sort of extracurricular where like for example theta tall we had when you're rushing theta tall you have to do interviews like anytime i ever had to set something up that way i had my class schedule i had my office hour schedule um you know i had my study group schedule then i was able to put in um my exams and quizzes and you can set calendar reminders so i would set a reminder like a week or two weeks in advance that would pop up on my screen and then it would stay in the top corner of my computer being like you have this exam coming up so definitely if you haven't checked it out i would recommend use like utilizing google google calendar if you don't want to do something like that at least look into some sorting sort of agenda or planner like at this point in your life you're an adult nobody's going to tell you to go to office hours nobody's going to tell you to go to um you know your study sessions but again you're paying for college so in my mind you want to um you know put in what you want to get out of it so but lexi i know that you did not use google calendar so how did you get your months and weeks organized yes so i was old school i was paper to pen kind of gal i had my planner and I had the month view on at the beginning of the notebook, and then I would have the week view, which really helped me. So they were just kind of bigger sections, so I would write in. It was always that Sunday night. I would write in, okay, I have this you know, quiz coming up. I have this homework. This is the day I want to do it and kind of plan it that way. Um, I think people are using Google calendars a lot more recently, especially in high school. I feel like they're digitizing things more. So... I would def definitely recommend pick your system and stick with it throughout all four years. So now I'm kind of moving towards using Google Calendar and it's so much nicer and so much less over, you know, it's less overwhelming than the paper to pen. So, but I think because I was just used to it in high school, I think that's what stuck with me for undergrad. It was fine. You know, it, I probably made my life a little harder, probably forgotten a few things, a few minor details that would, would have been nice to have a Google reminder. But I, that's just, you know, what I learned, what I stuck with. And now it, I just, I don't know. I feel like I would have been so overwhelmed trying to change my system halfway through. I just, that, so that didn't work for me. And I think too, like a theme between both of our styles and anybody's style, no matter what you do to keep your life organized in college is you have to instill these good habits that you're actually going to stick to that is going to help you like stay more organized. So like you mentioned, every Sunday you would sit down and you'd look at your week ahead and, and think about what quizzes or upcoming exams you had to make sure you were studying far enough advance for them. Um, you know, I would do this at the beginning of every semester and then that way it would just pop up and be automatically in there for me. Uh, pick one of those or pick something else. I don't know, do a sticky note method, but whatever it is, you have to keep up with it and have a good habit. Yeah, and speaking of scheduling, my next piece of advice is don't overload your schedule, especially freshman year. Even if you think you can do it. We're all high achievers in high school. We all love school. Well, that's why, I became, why we became engineers, right? But I think I did overload my schedule and I was just so overwhelmed. It was just, freshman year, I think it's really big on 
transitioning to college, doing well, making friends. That's another huge focus. You should focus on creating your own community within your college. Even I know a lot of the focus is school, but you do have to consider your outside life as well. So I would totally recommend don't overload your schedule. Have some, some breathing time. I think if you have any breaks, maybe summer breaks, we had J-term, um, which is kind of a longer winter break. I would have gone back and considered using that J-term a little bit more. So maybe scheduling more classes during that J-term just to lighten up my semester um, and do that instead of taking 21 credit hours fall semester <laughs> freshman year. Uh, like, unreal, girl. <laughs> but then going off of that, I would also say figure out when your course ad drop deadlines are. So there comes a point, and I didn't know this. This was news to me. If you dropped your class after maybe two weeks of being in it, you would have that kept on your record. So it would be a W. So if you dropped before that two weeks, it would be like you never even signed up for the class. So I would definitely recommend, even before class starts, figure out those dates because that could really mess you up sometimes. Yeah, definitely. And again, you know, going off of our scheduling topic that we were just talking about earlier, it's great a great opportunity then to take those dates when you need to drop the classes and put them into whatever system you're using. Um, I remember freshman year, I ended up dropping one of my statistics classes. I think it was, I think it was first semester freshman year because I ended up starting the semester off with four classes. I think it was like 15 credit hours. And as a student athlete, we had to take uh, lower credit hours because they didn't want us to have a loaded up schedule. Well, I ended up dropping that stats class because it was, it, it, you either had to have a calc prereq or you could be taking calc at the same time. But prior to calc, I'd only taken pre-calc in high school. So I didn't really know what was going on with derivatives or integrals or anything like that yet. <laughs> And the statistics class was very heavily focused on derivatives and integrals. And so I remember in the first two weeks, I was just so lost and I ended up knowing the date that I needed to drop before I could get a W. And so I made sure like, to call my counselor up and be like, hey, how do I drop this class? Because this is just not working for me. So um, yeah, definitely recommend doing that. You mentioned something earlier though that I did wanna to touch on. You said to um, be mindful of your schedule and not get too overwhelmed or overloaded with responsibilities right away for semester freshman year. Um, something I guess maybe to contradict that a little bit or maybe to go in line, or to be aligned with it, whatever you wanna say, is to make sure you're going to your extracurricular fair. So at Miami, it was called the Mega Fair. This was at the beginning of every semester and it was where all of the organizations and clubs would get together usually in the quad and have these little booths set up and um, representers? <laughs> uh, people that <laughs> represented each of the organizations would be at these little booths and you could go and learn about all the organizations, like when their meeting schedules were, what their mission was, what they did in the organization. And that can be a really way to try to like find your people. I know it can be super overwhelming, especially if you are going to an out of state school, you maybe don't know anybody from high school, you're feeling like you really wanna like reinvent yourself in college and find your new group of friends. Um, the mega fair or like your extracurricular club fair can be a really great location to like find these people who will generally have the same interest as you depending on what club you're looking to join. And you can find clubs like Theta Tau. You guys know we talk about Theta Tau all the time, but um, there's so many other like engineering or science, math, STEM type organizations out there that you can join that you can find if you go to these types of fairs. I think that totally aligns because one of thing that I wanted to focus on was 
school is very important, but that shouldn't be the only thing you focus on. So I found out about Theta taught through the mega fair i was like what is this fraternity that is professional how can <laughs> fraternities be professional and i wouldn't have heard about it other than seeing it at mega fair so i think that's a really good point because again you get a lot of your opportunities through some of these organizations as well and probably one of the most important things that you get out of this are the relationships that you have friends for and you know for life friends for life <laughs> No. Friends that make podcasts together <laughs> to get Thanks emotional. Get <laughs> um, but it's true. And it's just, I think it's very easy to forget about that, especially, you know, I'm the type of person and I guess we, we don't have to go to the next point, but one of the main, main pieces of advice would be don't put your life on hold for studying or exams. And you just got to make sure to just take a step back. And I know that is one thing I struggled with so badly during school. I feel like this could potentially be somewhat of a controversial topic, especially for students listening who um, are going into engineering or STEM. But like I need to emphasize to you, if you're listening, I did not make it through college as a mechanical engineering major without having some sort of social support system. So if you're listening to this podcast and you're like, oh my gosh, these ditzy little girls <laughs> think that they can have a social life while have, like doing an engineering degree, you have to. You have to or you're going to go crazy or you're going to change your major. And this is coming from somebody who never changed her major. I went in as mechanical engineering and I came out as mechanical engineering and I totally wholeheartedly believe that if I hadn't joined Theta Taw, a professional engineering fraternity and met like other people that I could not only study with, have study groups, like know in my classes, but also like go out with, have a wine night with, like be at the library with, get dinner with, I would not have survived college. You know, I probably would have dropped out. Okay, I'd be a college dropout right now if it weren't for Theta Ta, you heard it first. <laughs> yes, I agree. And it's so funny because I remember sitting at orientation freshman year, going into freshman year, and this professor told me, you need friends that are engineers. And I was so frustrated with that comment. I said, because a lot of the people I knew going into school, they were not engineering majors. I you know, it was, it was just a weird comment. I don't think I took it well. I was like, okay, no, don't tell me who I can and can't be friends with. But he did have a point because some of the people I spent the most time with were in the engineering building, just those all-nighters, you know, and maybe they weren't necessarily chemical engineers, but they were just STEM, STEM majors. And that's also one thing I want to touch on. Definitely be friendly with everyone in your classes and don't just focus on making friends in a specific type of major or in a specific club. Um, but be aware that the people that you will be spending the most time with likely are going to be in a similar major as you. All right. I think that's all we wanted to cover on like the friend and the social life, social life aspect of like advice that we want to give to freshmen. Um, but Lexi, what is your next point for pieces of advice that freshmen can take who are going to college? Yes. So going off of your point of go to mega fair, I would say go to career fair. So I know that they, this is also a controversial topic because all these people are, you know, there are so many different views. So a lot of the views that I got my freshman year were, don't waste your time. No one's going to talk to you. No one's going to look at you. And that is true. They really probably won't, honestly. But I think it is really good experience. So even if no one talks to you, even if an employer doesn't look at you twice when they find out you're a freshman. I think you get to see the environment, you get to see how people are dressed, how they're presenting themselves, what how their resumes kind of look, even if you're not reading them, you know, how they're d talking with these other 
companies and how they're networking. And then the following year when it matters a little bit more and you have a little bit more on the line, you're a bit more comfortable than others might be if that was their first time walking into that environment. Because I remember me as a little freshman, I got my JCPenney clothes because I didn't bring any professional development clothes at all. So I ran to JCPenney outside of Oxford, Ohio, because that was the one place we could find. And I walk in and I was just so overwhelmed. I just felt, I felt like I looked silly because I was wearing a pencil skirt. A lot of people weren't really wearing pencil skirts. It was just, it was really good. I'm happy to get it out of the system as a freshman. And I went, I think, every single semester. So there's also a fall semester and spring semester career fair, which I would definitely consider looking into in the beginning and kind of figuring out maybe they have a specific engineering one, maybe they have a whole general career fair, but just get some more information about that. And I, my personal input is you should just go, even if it's, even if you're just throwing your resume straight into the trash, if that's where they're going to hand it off. But I completely agree with this advice. I definitely think that you should go to career fair. Pretty sure the only reason I went to career fair is because Julie dragged me to career fair and she said, you are coming to career fair. I don't care if you're a freshman. And um, same thing. I did not come prepared with professional development clothes. Um, I don't think you need to. Like if you're listening to this, you're, you have anxiety like, oh my God, I didn't bring clothes. Like I think it's fine because what I did is I went knocking on all the doors of all the girls in my dorm and i was like okay does anybody have um closed toed kitten heels that i can borrow that are like in my size cool found those check then i like found someone who had like a modest length um like modest appropriate dress check i found someone who had a blazer check like i didn't wear any of my own clothes going to my first career fair and exactly what you said you get to go through the exercises of putting together a resume, of talking that professional lingo, of giving an elevator pitch of the experiences you might have, of getting business cards, of following up with the companies and future potential employers that you met at a career fair. Like, totally agree with what you're saying with getting it all out of your system because you can afford to make all these mistakes as a freshman. You can afford to kind of like look silly. And honestly, employers do not care if you are embarrassing or look silly. They're probably giving you more props for showing up and being there in the first place because a lot of people aren't even going to take the time of day to go to a career fair. Definitely. And they just talk to so many people that it might hurt to hear it, but they're not going to remember you. <laughs> they're not. Especially if you're a freshman. <laughs> it's better It's better to be awkward as a freshman. You know, I just think, okay, at least I got it out. At least I, I can't be that yeah. awkward again. And sometimes I am. And I said, okay, now I really can't be that awkward again. <laughs> <laughs> but that was one, the one thing I was most scared about was the elevator pitch. I was like, where do I even start? I'm like, hi, I'm Lexi. My, name, my favorite color is purple. I'm from <laughs> Chicago. No, no. So you just need to go through those, you know uncomfortable experiences to get better and just to keep learning and just to make it kind of like a second nature thing. Yeah, definitely. And if you're scared or unfamiliar with how um, people typically talk with companies when you're like doing an elevator pitch or potentially negotiating, you should definitely check out our negotiation compensation workshop. Even though it's not directly related to career fair, it's just another opportunity for you to kind of like hear this professional lingo, know what goes on behind the scenes with companies. And um, yeah, it can even just get you more prepared for a career fair. So that was great advice, Lexi. I loved that you included that one. Thank you, thank you. I, you know, and we're gonna we're gonna go off in nostalgia a little 
tangent right now. I loved, we had like a print shop. We had one print shop in Oxford and everyone would run in their little professional clothes and they would go pick up their resumes that they emailed over. They're like, can I, can you please print 30 of these? You'd come back with 32 somehow. You're like, no one took my resume. <laughs> they were like slightly yellowed instead of yeah. white paper. Yeah, <laughs> but loved that. Awesome. All right, what, what else do you got for us? Freshman year Libby, what, is she, what does she need to hear? Freshman year Libby, um, somehow, she got Chegg, okay? I don't know how I discovered Chegg, probably through Theta Ta again, but somehow I convinced um, myself to get Chegg. And I, I don't even know how I had Chegg all four years of college because it is a monthly subscription. And you know me, I was working through college and somehow I was able to afford that Chegg subscription. Could I afford, a, you know, like a nice home cooked meal? Nope, I was eating <laughs> beans and rice that I could afford that Chegg subscription. Um, uh, yeah, I think that you if, if, if you're not going to get Chegg, there are so many other types of subscription services out there now, whether it be like um, ways to get notes from classes or to just look at additional practice problems. For me, it was like, I know Chad gets a bad rep of people being like, oh, you only use it to cheat. And yeah, I mean, sometimes I did use it to cheat on homework, but whatever, <laughs> that's, that's the point. Um, it gives you that repetition. I especially used it when I was like studying for quizzes or studying for exams, because if you're looking at questions in a book and you don't have the problem solved out, you're just not going to learn. But like, I hate to break it to you, but no matter how long you look at the problem in the book and sit there and you're puzzled and you're like, how would I solve this uh, hard calculus problem? If you don't have someone to like help guide you through the process to solve it, you're just not going to learn. So that's what I use Chegg for. I don't know, Lexi, did you have Chegg when you were a freshman in college? A hundred percent, a hundred percent. And yes, I definitely wanted to touch on because if someone is listening and they're like, oh my God, I can't believe that they're promoting Chegg. It is very helpful if you use it in the right way. Obviously, if you're copying and you're not even looking at the answers, yeah, you're not going to learn. You're not going to do well on the exam. That's just a given. We all know that. But there are some point, some points in your, or sorry, hold on, cut that second part. <laughs> so, so there are some professors who don't share their work for each problem. You know, maybe it's not assigning the homework and they're just, you know, you're doing it for extra practice, but they're just like, I'm not gonna bother with providing that solution. Um, or maybe they only provide that solution office hours and you're not able to go. I think it's really important to understand how you get to that point. So, you know, cause we all have done engineering problems. There's one detail that you can miss and then boom, you just can't get the answer. So I am a big advocate for Chegg, but you know, use it in the right way and you'll actually learn because it's just frustrating when professors don't provide every single book problem, which they, they can't, you know, there's so many. So don't post any questions because that's how you get in trouble with Chegg. Just see if it's posted already. If not, then go to, then go to office hours. That's my advice. Yeah, I would always like search the first 15 words or like 10 words in a problem and like look for the exact one and be like, oh, I found it. But like, I would never, I would never be posting my own questions, like asking for help on Chegg. Yeah, because even, so we graduated before that whole Chegg. I feel like Chegg has really, really gotten a bad rap with the COVID thing because a lot of people were using it during the pandemic when everything was remote. Um, they just had really intricate ways. I was reading all these conspiracy theories of how Chegg would find you and even if you weren't using your name or anything. So be wary of that. But it is helpful, in my opinion. I've not, I haven't really used any of the other stuff. I used Course Hero a little bit, but not too much. Chegg was kind of the main one, but I'm sure there's so many nowadays. Mm -hmm.
All right, and with that, I think that pretty much wraps up the major pieces of advice that we would give to our freshman year selves. And if you yourself are listening and you are a new freshman in college majoring in something STEM related, I hope that you could take some actionable steps from this episode and actually improve your first few weeks as a freshman in college. Yes, and just remember, have fun. It's not that serious. The one it's thing really I, not. I think one thing we could tell we tell ourselves is just chill out a little bit. We've yeah. touched on this so many times, so many episodes we've talked about this. And you're like, how chill can you be? You can get chiller, man. We were like really you on can, edge. We were so on edge. We were so high strung. And it's so funny because looking back, like after graduating and having an engineering degree, you look back at your freshman yourself and you're like, what the heck was wrong with you? Like, yeah. life is not that serious and your classes were so easy. Your classes were so easy. <laughs> yes, it's 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 easy to think like it's the end of the world, but you're yeah. gonna get that degree. You're gonna end up working. Don't worry, you will work a lot. <laughs> you'll you'll be just like us yeah. one day. <laughs> Don't worry, you'll get there. <laughs> so, uh, awesome. all right. Well, if you guys like if you guys liked this episode, be sure to leave a five star rating and review and share it on your social media. Share it with a new freshman in college. Share it with your friends, your new friend group in your new dorm or in your new engineering classes. And um, hopefully you can uh, take some steps from this episode and it can help you a lot. Yes. And make sure to go check out our Instagram where you can let us know your freshman tea. Let us know how the first few weeks are going. But that is, we usually post it whenever we record, so stay tuned. Those are on our stories. And like we mentioned, we have our compensation negotiation event coming up, which is also linked in our bio. But if they want to tell you some freshman year tea, Libby, where can they let you know? So you guys can follow me on Instagram and TikTok at Libby Beyond the Label. And if you're feeling like you want even some more advice as a freshman, you can send me an email at LibbyBeyondTheLabel at gmail.com. Uh, Lexi, where can they find you, especially if they're chemical engineers and they are new freshmen in college? Yes, all the chemical engineers can find me at Engineer Lexi on Instagram and TikTok and EngineerLexi at gmail.com. I love emails. I always refresh and I never get any <laughs> Engineer Lexi account. <laughs> it's all the promos. It's all like, Libby B invited you to the book club. I'm like, okay, okay. awesome. <laughs> I'm like, okay, can someone else talk to me? me? I'm like, who else wants to talk? (laughs) Amazing. Uh, All right. I think with that, we can close out today's episode. (laughs) I'm Lexi. And I'm Libby. And thanks thanks for for listening listening to my best best friends friends and engineers.